new intro song alert. <laughs> we had to change um, intro song, so yeah. The bad for new is, era. Yeah, for the record is gone, but never forgotten. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Inside Feed. We have a very special episode on deck today. In honor of Women's Equality Month, we are sitting down with a few of our fellow ladies of the PLL to discuss how they got started in the sports industry, their experiences working in a male-dominated industry, and more, very much just an open discussion about our experiences. Um, so it's a very good listen, so make sure you listen all the way through, male or female. But we can't beat around the bush as to <laughs> everything that has happened in the last, what, like two weeks? Yes, there's been quite a few things that have happened the last few weeks. Oh my god, it's crazy! Um, not sure if you heard, but Camille <laughs> is now a member of the Redwoods. RP Tree. RP Tree. Connor Fields is now a member of the Archers, and Ian McKay is now a member of the Chaos wild uh paul rabel not sure if you've ever heard of him he's playing now for the cannons um first player on the revamped cannons lacrosse club and what just happened today this morning ryan brown is now a water dog <laughs> the dogs He's so the dog. a couple of the biggest names in the sport are now on different teams like it's crazy like pretty wild coach rubior is seriously is he is seriously doing a rebuild like yeah we really need to get him on the pod just to like break down what he's thinking because i'm so curious yeah we have a lot of questions and we like want to spend time talking about it and obviously talking about the unprotected rosters and protected rosters that were released on monday but we are going to save that for next week's episode because we want to dedicate this episode to our conversation with the ladies of the PLL and give it its due diligence. I don't know if that's the right yes. word to use for this. Thank you. No, that's correct. <laughs> Great. Uh, and then next week, talk about all the craziness that has happened the last couple of weeks. Maybe get Ruby on and uh, get his insight into all these trades. So, Stay tuned for that for next week. Okay, so let's get into our interview with our ladies of the PLL. So please welcome to the show, Rachel DeCecco, Courtney Ellis, Gabby Doria, Katie Scott, and Casey Coates. Woo! Ladies of the PLL. <laughs> this is our squad. Yes. <laughs> A lot of us in one place. This is probably the first time outside of like work happy hours we've all been in. We've had same little meeting together. We've had powwows, like girl powwows. We have. Those yeah, were fun. Those are always fun. Okay. So everyone listening, well, most people listening know what Emma and I do here at the PLL, but let's right. go around and give your name and say what you do at the PLL and what you were doing before the PLL if you would like to. So who, Rachel, do you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> My name is Rachel DeCecco. Uh, I am the head of PLL Academy, which is our youth development arm. And prior to the PLL, I helped um, build the Women's Professional Lacrosse League. Boss. Uh, Courtney? I'm Courtney Ellis. I'm the Director of Event Operations here at PLL. I uh, oversee our venue scheduling, uh, anything from travel and logistics to uh, our player and fan experience on site. And prior to PLL, I worked at Tough Mudder, where I gained a ton of event experience 
and um, happy to be here at the PLL with you guys. Boss. Um, Katie? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having us on. Um, I'm Katie. I'm the design manager here for the PLL. Uh, I work closely with business unit leaders across the organization, uh, creating digital, print, web, on-site, um, any graphics really needed on a daily basis. Um, and prior to this, I was at a small design agency uh, working with government contracts. Very nice. Ooh, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, <laughs> oh boss. Gabby? <laughs> uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Gabby Doria. I am the account manager on the partnerships team here at the PLL. So when you think about the PLL and some of our um, our awesome big partners like Ticketmaster and Vineyard Vines and Gatorade and Bose, um, it's me and the larger partnerships team job to work alongside these brands and, you know, create some really cool activations. So whether that be on site or, you know, different content series or merch, we work with these partners year round to bring a lot of these ideas to life. And prior to the PLL, I worked at NBC on the sports and Olympics team. Boss. <laughs> and last but not least, Casey. Casey. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, so I am, well, I'm Casey Coates. Um, I'm a sales strategy coordinator here on our business development team. So I work closely with Gabby. Um, and then I started out on the ticketing team, kind of jumped over a few months back. Um, and then prior to that, I was working in golf operations at a resort in the UK. Love it. Okay. So everyone knows, well, this month is Women's Equality Month. And that's really why we're here doing this because we want to tell our stories, talk about how we've gotten to this industry, um, highs, lows that we've had. So let's just start with why this month and sharing your experience is so important to you. One of the, the big goals that we have here at the PLL, right, in our women's group is to promote camaraderie and leadership amongst the women here um, within the league. And I think that's you guys having a podcast owned and operated by two women is such a great platform to um, host the others uh, that you work with here. So I think we wanted to, you know, use this month to kind of kick off our women's initiatives and really give the women here at the PLL a voice and a platform to speak about their experiences in sport. I know we've talked about it in the past, um, just like trying to build up our webinars. And um, in the last few weeks, we've kind of like honed in on like the why we started it. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I didn't have, you know, in high school and in college, I didn't know the opportunities in sports. Better yet, I didn't know women did those jobs in sports. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important just as we talk with, you know, like people of color and like, a, you know, all of these different like groups, it's important for women to see other women doing, you know, these jobs. And so yeah. I think that's something that's super important um, for us at the PLL is to highlight, you know, you know, we do this too. Like <laughs> we're making the big goals too. Yeah. Like, so especially in a men's league. I mean. Right. There's a lot of ladies behind the scenes making it happen. Yeah. I know we get asked often, like, what is it like to be on a field full of men and being one of the only few women or even like, you know, working in a male, pr predominantly male industry. And I know for myself, more so at my last job when I was um, covering the Ravens and I would be in locker rooms, I would be the only female in the room. And so I would stick out like a sore thumb. And I was like in my early 20s. So I was very like self-conscious about like, oh my God, like should I just stare at the ground the whole time while I'm standing yeah. here so it doesn't look like I'm just like looking around at a bunch of half naked men in the locker room or like even when I was in huddles with coaches, 
like you stick out because you're the only female there. And so it just takes getting like used to and being feeling confident enough in yourself and just like being professional. So for me, that's really been like the thing that stuck out the most to me about working in the sports industry is just that you have way more eyes on you in any general situation because you're one of the few women in that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else has had like similar experiences like that. Yeah, definitely. I, I just came back from one of our overnight events and there was 45 uh, young men and 10 male staff and me. Um, <laughs> and you do realize, wow, I'm the only woman here. And I think it's important when I find myself in that situation to not like change who I am and what I'm capable of and not make myself less than. Um, sometimes I find myself just like slipping into this place where I'm trying to take care of everybody um, versus lead um, because I feel like that's what people want, maybe want me to do or see as the female on site, like your job is to take care of everybody, not be in charge. Um, so I have to remind myself not to sort of like fall into that traditional role and be confident and put myself out there um, in the position that I have and the authority that I have and not allow myself to be shifted into a place that kind of puts me um, less than or, uh, you know, not have as much authority or power as the, as the men uh, on site. Yeah. And you probably feel that way too extra because you're a mom of four. So you have that just like natural nurturing, you know, way about you. Yes. I think that also is part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think of these, the, especially the campers, you know, I think of my own children. I want to make sure they're cared for. But um, oftentimes I think um, women are just seen differently in the workplace um, and maybe not as knowledgeable. And it's like, we have the expertise, but maybe lack the confidence. So it's important that um, we use that voice and not be afraid to show our expertise for fear of minimizing somebody else or bruising an ego. And I, and I have to remind myself about that a lot because uh, it's important um, that we have confidence and, and fill those roles. I think, Rachel, you're also in a unique situation where you come from the Women's League and you have been you know, really fighting to have all eyes and build that sport. And now you come to, you know, to work in the youth organization from the men's side. What did you learn from that transition? Yeah, I think um, I've learned a lot. I I got to know the PLL team from my time at the Women's League and felt confident um, in their ability to uh, elevate women and support the women's game you know, women's sports are often seen as a cost and a, and a nice cause to support, but the value proposition isn't seen the way that it needs to be seen. So um, having a voice within the PLL um, to shift that narrative, bring in women's events, um, create content on the women's side, it's an incredible opportunity um, to try to change that narrative like within the men's league. Um, and having that opportunity is really meaningful to me personally. Um, but also important for girls to see that while we don't we don't need to rely on men, men can be allies for us, and we should not mm-hmm. sort of like turn that support away just because it's not a woman doing it. Um, when men step up to support us, I, I think you need to lean in there and not um, just say no because it's a man trying to help me. Yep, totally for sure. Gabby, I caught you. I cut you off. You had an idea. I was just going to say, kind of like going off that too, Rachel. I think in some industries, um, and in particular you know, really in the, in the work that I do of like sales and business development, a lot of relationships are built like outside of the office. Um, so you can often see like a lot of male coworkers or counterparts, uh, like kind of bonding with whether it be management or, you know, people in roles that typically give out promotions or, or help you succeed. So I think a lot of women often who work in these areas, 
feel left out in a sense um, and almost have to like try harder inside of the workplace to let it be known that they want to succeed and they want to move up and and they want to, you know, bring value to a company. Um, But I do think, you know, the PLL is, is very different than that. Um, You know, it's, I I think the PLL has done a great job of keeping the environment open and allowing like creativity allowing people to have a voice um, where I think in some industries or, or even within sports, um, you know, girls often, women often feel, you know, I'm not a part of this, this kind of club that, that the guys may have. So um, that, that's just kind of some areas that I've seen personally too, of like women often feeling like they have to overexert themselves in the office because the guys kind of have an upper hand, you know, in, in a more social sense. Courtney, I don't know if you had, I know you had some notes that you, you've thought of too before. Yeah. From, from being one of the only women on the field um, from that perspective, I think I don't, I don't really have time to think about it. There's so much going on, especially on the operations side and the, you know, the, the back of house that people don't see. Um, so I just put my head down and get it done. Um, but one thing, you know, when I was kind of thinking about this topic uh, that came to mind was in the morning before we go to a venue for the day, I, I do think about my attire and what I'm wearing and well, I better not draw too much attention attention to myself as one of the only women on the field. And I, I don't like that I think about that. Um, but there is a sense of, you know, professionalism, of course, that every person, uh, no matter what gender, has to hold when they're operating, um, you know, in front of thousands of people and on TV. But um, I would say that's like one piece I think about from the, the female perspective before I, I report to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has anyone had like a specific experience, whether when it was like you were first starting out in your career or even um, at this point where you were like, wow, like it's my path in this industry is probably going to be a little bit different and a little bit harder because I am a female. I think um, just kind of previous experiences um, in, in my maybe a little different and it's more of just like behind the scenes than, than on the field, uh, like some of us here. But Previous companies um, where, you know, I, I worked with project managers and clients, um, I would be forwarded emails and can see the the chains and it would always be like, oh, have your graphics guy do this. Um, and so I, I was constantly referred to as a man without having ever met somebody or interacted with them. And it, it was kind of like one of those like, oh, like this is this is a male dominated field um, and I'm going to have to navigate this and really put myself out there and show that I am capable of doing the same work um, at the same level. Yeah. Me and Lisa talk about it all the time. <laughs> Running social accounts, we always get so messages. Like, the guy be like, behind Hello, this account. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's ma'am. Yeah. You always, we always screenshot it and send it to each other. And we're like, ma'am, or the girl behind this account. Yeah. Or... So we're like, tell your social guy to chill. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's always. <laughs> yeah. Which is like not funny, but like we kind of have, but we get it all the time. I do. It's so, it's sort of sad, but if someone DMs us and will be like, hello, sir or madam, I'll be like, oh, at least they like thought like, let me put both yeah. <laughs> just in case because I don't know who's running this account. Yeah. Oh, One of the things in this might, might be placed elsewhere, but I think it's important like um, as a working mom, like I, I think about that a lot. And um, up, up until a month ago, I was the only working mom in the PLL. And I think like if, if that's the, um, if I'm the standard and everyone thinks, okay, you know, can a, can a, can a mom or a parent be an effective leader? 
um, when there's only one of you, it feels like, okay, I need to like crush this because otherwise it could, you know, make people think twice about bringing in other women or when people have children thinking them differently. Um, so I, I think that I don't think that men necessarily have to think about that. Um, like nobody said to them, oh, do you think like you're a dad, can you do this job? But that happens to women and they, they're looked at differently when they have kids that it's a, some sort of like drain on their time or um, prioritization or focus. And I, I actually think being a mom makes me a better leader and a better em employee for a lot of reasons. So I, I, I wish for a time when um, that is, is sort of like applauded and thought of as a strength versus people thinking twice um, about hiring women um, that have kids or want to have families, um, not consciously, but subconsciously, like, ooh, you know, are they going to get pregnant and leave or those kind of things. It's a very real thing that happens across industry. And, and I really think like as women, um, there's additional pressure to, to be great at both so that you're not like giving future generations more of an obstacle to kind of overcome. Yeah. You're probably always worried like, oh, if I slack on something, people are going to think it's because I'm, you know, busy thinking about my family and how to take care of them or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, or you like, know, there's an extra eye on you. Yep. Yeah, or like saying no to a late call. Um, because I need to say no to a late call. I think there's definitely that like extra layer of concern that like they think it's because I have kids, not just because I'm setting boundaries around my, <laughs> around my time. But I think like <laughs> Kyle Harrison is a great example. He has six to eight blocked out every night for dinner and tubby time. And like, I love that he set that standard so that it's clear to everybody. Um, he is with his family at that time and it's, it's like embraced and accepted. So I, I think that's like a huge um, a huge culture thing for the PLL that he sort of set that. Um, but yeah, you definitely think if something happens, that's not, you know, you didn't do your best. Are they going to say, Oh, it's because she's, you know, her time is divided or her um, priorities are not where they need to be. Yeah. I know for me, I was thinking about this <clears throat> this morning, actually, I feel like uh, since I'm do like more on camera stuff, I have to like, there's only one way I can really present myself Whereas I feel like males that work in sports and are on camera or have like podcasts, they can be way more goofy with things and get away with it. Where if I act goofy or crazy, it'll just come off like I don't know what I'm talking about or she's not serious. So mm -hmm. I've always taken upon myself to make sure that like when I'm on camera, I present myself in a certain way. And if people have said like, oh, well, you should do this because it'd be really funny. I'll be like, no, like that's not going to help me like long term in my career. Like. I'm not putting this out on the internet just to, like, get some likes in the meantime. Like, I have to present myself in a certain manner if I want to have a long-standing career uh, in sports. And I think for men, they can be a little bit more goofy, have more fun with it. And it's sadly just, like, it's what comes with the territory. But, like, I've understood that for a while and make sure that I, you know, keep keep to what I want to the world to see me as. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for Lisa and, and Emma, probably more when there's like women media and sports, they want you to like name every player that ever played to like prove that you know the game when like men are never asked to like, nobody asks men to, to like roll off stats or like validate that they understand the sport where I, like Emma and Lisa, I'm sure people question like your knowledge of the game or your ability to like storytell around it um, when men don't have that. Kind of going off of that, and I don't know if I'm going to get this right, so edit it out if we don't, but um, I, I saw somewhere where it was like women get promoted based on what they did accomplish, where men get promoted based on like their potential, and it's such a complete different scale 
And it's, it's why is that? Why do you have to prove yourself 10 times over um, when, you know, men can come in at a much higher level without having to prove their skill set yet? Um, yeah, just kind of going off of what Rachel said too. Um, but basically kind of like that proving yourself or it's like almost, you know, women succeeding in media or whatever, like, you know, sector that they're in and they succeed. And there's always these stories of like badass women that rise to the top or do this or that. And it's like, you know, they're one of a kind and it's amazing and we should celebrate them and we should celebrate those that, you know, are, are rising to that level and like setting a standard for everyone else. But it also just like conversations like this and groups like this should be like normalized more because it's becoming more and more prevalent. And we, you know, we're here, we have voices, we know what we're doing we're growing like all that. And so I think it's just something that, you know, will continue to get better and grow, but like stuff like this is what really encourages it. And I think, you know, moves, moves this forward. I think going off of that too, how it needs to be normalized and like, it can't be shocking to people anymore. I think it's the fact of when you give a woman an opportunity and she like nails it and they're like, Oh my God, she like, this is great. And it's like, like no crap. Like, you actually let her like show her potential, like as if it's unbelievable. It's like, like no, she'll own it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like of course she nailed it. Like she is qualified beyond belief to finish this project. Like, and it's that that stigma. Like I don't know if she can do it. It's like no, like let her go for it. Like she's just as qualified to do the same job as the man next to her. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say going off of what Rachel was talking about, about people making rude comments, I'm always so surprised by people feeling like they can make those rude comments on the internet to post for the entire world to see. Like, that blows me away. It's like, you might think these things, but to actually, like, type it out and hit send is, like, another thing. And, you know, for me, I've had, I've posted photos or, like, even when I do post-game interviews, there always will be one comment about me either like looking at a player in a manner that they think I'm trying to hook up with the player. Or if I post a picture with me and three of the players, it's like, Oh, which one do you think she hooked up with? And it's just like, first of all, you're like a 13 year old boy. The fact that you're writing this on the internet is just absurd to begin with, but it's just like, it's like uh, these guys are learning it from somewhere. Like that has to change. It needs to be looked at as like, if I'm talking to my male counterpart, that's my age, like we shouldn't assume that we're just, hooking up with each other like that's it's always so wild to me that people think that's okay to post me um just like continued hypersexualization and stuff and it's like you know diminishing your job too and it's not oh which one of the players did this or which one of them it's like no what did lisa do you know or like oh how does lisa you know and it's it's never directed at anyone else but the woman and it's not a focus on your job it's a focus on your actions around the job or you know that that don't even happen but you know, it's like these things come up and it's always on you or like, oh, which one do you think she, you know, and it's never how someone else may have treated you or those comments coming at you or anything like that. It's just, again, like diminishing your job and your worth and everything that you do to some sort of comment about, you know, that sort of thing. So it's just, you know, it always happens. Yeah. Um, who, let's like switch gears and talk some positive stuff have uh who's had like a role model in their life male or female that has helped you a lot throughout this industry or sort of um paved the way for you and has helped make your career a little bit easier or I guess has um helped you understand like how to approach working in sports yeah yeah I had a, a female boss in the past who um 
was my boss as I was just entering the event operations world and building my confidence. And at times when I didn't feel I had the confidence or the experience to do something, it really helped me to look up to her and emulate her actions and emulate her tone before, you know, know, while I'm kind of practicing confidence. And then I could eventually gain my own natural confidence and tone and style. So it was really helpful for me at first to like, like, oh, I can do it the way she did it. I'm just going to act like her in this meeting and get it done. And now I feel like I can truly own my voice since I had that, that role model. I have a former teammate um, from Princeton who has had a really incredible career in sports. And she was, she helped the uh, Atlanta Blaze MLS team expand. She was at Under Armour, then she ran the WNBA and now she works for um, LA 2028. Um, And I think watching her take risks with her career um, and continue to like rise in the ranks of a pretty male dominated industry, um, but also like spending time with her and learning about her experience and understanding her challenges and what she kind of um, overcame gave me a lot of, I think a lot of time to, to think through what I would want to do in, in sports and like what my journey would be, but also um, the confidence to, to sort of like go for it. And what like, so being able to see somebody do it um, is really helpful. And she was so generous with her time and her experience. Um, it really helps, I think, to hear from other women in the same position um, to know that it's possible, to know that it's like not always going to be easy, but that it's worth it's like worth fighting for. Like she's like, you should do this absolutely. Like you you don't gain anything from not trying. And um, I think having women in your life like that is is so important. And one um, it was a previous coworker of mine. Uh, she was a senior designer um, at the at the time, and she really taught me like hard design skills. Um, I know that this is kind of a segue off of like sports industry, but. Um, she really taught me like outside of like typical digital um, uh, went on to like print layout uh, communications with clients and vendors in particular and really like how to present concepts in like a clear and concise way um, in order to uh, really just show the high level of, of your work um, and get your point across. Mine was my first boss out of college. Um, she was the best boss ever. Um, but I really admire her because it was from the comments that weren't like for the people around her. Um, they would always go to her if something was really hard and like there was a last resort. And she, her thing was always like, if it's a last resort, I can get it done. Just tell me. And that was always like super, like so cool to me. I was like, oh my God, she can really do anything. Like, but then it was also she was very empathetic like she was just like how are you are you okay you know I was far from home at the time and she was like are you like how is your family like you know like she was always there for me and um she is a hundred percent what I strive to be she was the best (laughs) for me um my dad actually introduced not introduced me but my dad was watching a real sports package um on this uh woman laura oakman who's a sideline reporter for fox sports and he was like oh you should check her out she has this um she has this company called galvanize so basically galvanize is um training for women who want to be on air who want to be working pr basically if you want to work in the sports industry at all but it's more importantly um a sisterhood of other females who work in the industry that you can go to and uh, just to have like a friend that also is working in the same industry as you 
And so I did one of her programs back in 2018. And um, she's always instilled in me, especially coming out of college, that like, you need to be supportive of other women in sports, not compete with them because there's so few of us. And like, if one person gets a gig, that's great for all of us. Um, So she's really instilled that in my brain, which I think is super helpful, especially doing, um, you know, more on camera stuff. It it can be very competitive if you see someone doing something that you want to be doing or if you think someone looks better than you, whatever, like the stupid thing is, it's like, if a woman is in that position, like we should be celebrating that person because it's only going to help us down the road. So I've tried to always keep that in mind throughout my career. And even with, you know, if people message me to take 30 minutes just to like talk and like pick my brain on what they should do at coming out of college, I always try to take those phone calls just to like help and give insight in any way possible because I know that's what Lauren did for me and it helped me so much. And I want to help younger generations too. No, Lisa, I would just add there, um, you hit on something that I was, as I was kind of thinking about this of like women working in sports and just women in the workplace in general. um, I feel like there are definitely environments out there where women are almost like expected to be competitive with each other and kind of like drag the other women down around them so they can rise up. Um, And, you know, that's something important to like think about as we try to like grow women in sports too um like for me as role models like every woman that I've worked with whether it be someone who's worked under me at my level or above me are kind of role, model, role models to me um you know watching people absolutely crush what they do there are so many times Katie will send me some mock-ups that I'm like praise you bless you this is amazing like it's the people within this organization that like inspire me to like, I should go crush my job because everyone else is putting in the work. All these women are putting in the time and work to crush their goals and objectives. Um, So like for me, I'm always looking at the people around me. I'm always looking at like, how are they getting better? Um, You know, like what are their, their public speaking skills? And like Lisa and Emma, you guys are great, like on camera and, and talking to people. Um, we all have like all these different skills. So just like learning from each other and, and, and growing so that like we take a little piece of each other when we move on or, or, you know, as we progress in our roles. Yeah. What do you think we're doing here at the PLL to help, um, women grow within the company, within the sport? What do you think we're doing well? I think one thing like, you know, that kind of stands out or like Gabby and I joke around sometimes of like RBD team is like, we'll get on a call and it's just us two, you know, and it's, it depends on like what teams are on the call or whatever, but a lot of times it's us and like 10 guys and it's, but you know, of course you notice right off the bat, it's like you walk into a room or you join a meeting and you immediately kind of gravitate or look for someone that is like you or that you identify with in some way or what have you. So obviously it stands out if you're one of two or one of, you know, few women in like a dominated area. But I will say like beyond just that kind of, or like original thought that comes up, like I don't feel like I don't have an opportunity to speak up or like I'm not listened to, or like I'm not supported. You know, I feel very supported by my team, by my managers, by, you know, and it's, it's a lot of like good, constructive, positive feedback. It's, you know, a lot of help, a lot of what are you interested in? What are you looking for? What kind of skills do you want? You know, and that's, that's been a continued theme for, for both managers that I've worked for, for both teams that I've worked on. And so I think that that's something, you know, that we're still developing of, of what kind of things, like what opportunities can we offer? But I think it's also, there's a lot of areas and opportunity for us to kind of speak up and say, you know, this is what I'm looking for, or here's an idea. And it's, it's received and like, 
you know, it's, it's not just ignored or brushed off or something like that. So agreed. I was literally about to say that. And I think it's even like, if I want to kind of, I remember last year is when I spoke up for like a year and a half going on, really wanted to like start um, working with the sponsorship team. Um, I've always had interest in that. And like, that's what I said in college. And so they welcome that with open arms. They welcomed the idea of me and Lisa starting this podcast with open arms. They welcomed the webinar with open arms. Mm -hmm. So they do not shy away from us. You know, all of us having these ideas of wanting to advocate for women. We come to them and we're like, we think we should do this. And they're like, all right, let's do it. Let's go for it. They never have shied away because they're willing to listen to us. And I think that's really important. Yeah, and they they give us the runway to do it, right? It, it's yeah. they, no one really like takes it away from us. We're a startup. We only have a limited amount of staff here in our first couple of years, so they're like, "You have this idea, great, run with it, go for it." Yeah, I was just about to say, like, continuing to to elevate women and promote women into leadership roles. Um, like Rachel, you're you're really like a prime example of of such like an inspiration for all of us. I think um, you know, like coming in and and like single-handedly running a team it, it gives us you know that that hope that like one day we can turn into these kind of leaders and and grow these robust teams and run these successful events um and, and i think seeing women in leadership roles especially when you know them and and you're able to just like jump on the phone and catch up with them it is pretty awesome um i think at kind of like bigger companies or companies where you don't see that it can be discouraging for women Agreed. Rachel's yeah. a boss. And and Rachel running an entire business that requires travel in the middle of a global pandemic. Yep. <laughs> she figured that she out. I mean, the win of the being the only woman is I got a fancy hotel room last weekend and all the boys were in the villa. So it does it does have a <laughs> yes, That's true. Let's go. That is true. The one PLL Academy event I went to, I was the only female and I got my own hotel room. Yep. Everyone right. else had a room with one another. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's finish this out with what advice would you guys give to younger women starting their career working in sports? I'll say something that I've learned along the way is speak up for yourself. Ask for what you want. Um, you learn it, it will be uncomfortable probably at first. But like I said, you, you get used to, um, you know, the, the confidence that you need in negotiating conversations um, and you're going to be your biggest advocate. No one else is going to do it for you. Or at least I think you should have that mindset of no one else is going to speak up for me. I have to do it myself. Um, so really, again, owning your voice. I, I feel like I've often been told um, to, uh, women are often told that to, to steer more towards jobs that are quote unquote better for women or will be better for you when you want to have children. Um, so don't stop chasing what you want to do, regardless of what people say. I think as women, we really need to stop thinking about our careers as like, oh, will this be better for me when I want to have a family? And more from the perspective of, I love doing this thing. And that thing can be sports or math or physics or science or anything. And then there's a job that out there that I can do this thing for a living, like I'm going to go get it. Um, and, and I think that's what we are encouraging everyone to do. Uh, and especially in the sports world is if you want to work in it, go do it. Um, and, and there shouldn't be any barriers on that. I would say um, lean into the community um, because it is a small community, women in sports. I, I found it to always be incredibly supportive and like people have been generous with their time, with their knowledge. So you have to put yourself out there. Like Courtney said, 
no one's going to come like pluck you out of obscurity and give you this great job. Um, if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't like go out of your way to learn new skills, um, like reach out to people, like you'd be surprised how responsive women and men are about career moves. Like do your research. Like if you're going to reach out to somebody, learn about what they, who they are, what they do, and just ask them for advice or an opportunity. Um, because like sitting back and waiting for somebody to say, oh, she'd be great for that. Let me like pull her up. is isn't likely. Uh, so like really put yourself out there, give yourself the opportunity to be seen and be heard. Um, so that when there is an opportunity, people think about, oh, she would be really great at this because they, they've seen who you are. Um, because you, you, you just, like Katie said, um, you will likely be promoted based on what you've done, not on what they think that you can do. Just to pick it back on, on that the more you can learn and do, the more skills you'll have. So I, I've said before, be a utility player. If that means in, in the operations world, picking up trash on the field, do it. it. You have to start somewhere. If it's a volunteer opportunity and you really want to get into an organization, I suggest volunteering and making as many connections as you can. So so starting somewhere, um, being willing to do kind of the, the not so glamorous tasks and learning as much as you can to be a utility player and bring value in many different aspects, not just one. I think just one last thing too is, and it's something that like I'm still working on, you know, but when you make it to that position or when you get to where you want to be, like just focus on dominating rather than doubting yourself or wondering if you're good enough or do I have this or is this skill good enough? Cause you'll develop those and those will continue to grow and you'll learn and like, you know, continue to do that rather than starting off the bat and lacking that confidence. It's just kind of going in with it and and owning that spot or that, you know, position or whatever it may be. I know my mom always gives me this advice and it's also something I'm working on is um, like keeping strong and staying strong and not letting your emotions get to you. I can be like very, like, I mean, women in general can get very emotional, right? And, like, we never want to have that stigma on us in sports, especially when there's so few of us. So staying strong and holding your ground, just as Courtney said, and, like, really listening to your gut. Like, your gut is your best friend. And if you don't feel like you're getting something or you really think you deserve more, you deserve to, you know, whatever, just, like, stick up for yourself. Like, listen to yourself. Seriously. Yeah. I think for me, mine has always just been like staying true to myself and just focusing on what my goals are and blocking out all of the outside noise because you're going to have people who doubt you or don't think you're capable of doing something. But as long as you know that you're capable of doing it, like who cares what other people think? Like keep doing your job, keep showing that you're capable of doing what they think you can't do. And the rest will sort of just follow suit and like Emma said, follow your gut and don't do anything you don't feel comfortable with. Yep. All right, ladies. I loved this. this we do this all the time. Who needs therapy? We can just have a podcast. I, what is so much therapy for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to like each of you. I don't like we probably don't tell each other this enough, but like, I really do appreciate working with all of you. Um, we each bring such a unique thing to the PLL. And I think we are seriously critical to, you know, life and like really making this thing work. And I want each of you to know that like, I really appreciate you. Thanks. Um, right and back we appreciate at you. you. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Sun Clarella. Sun Clarella's new Infuse Your Mood Tea is just what you need anytime you're looking to relax. Made with 100% Eleuthera leaves, Infuse Your Mood Tea will leave you feeling renewed and calm. It's also non-GMO project verified and has no caffeine, making it perfect to drink before bed or anytime you just need to relax. You can purchase a box of 20 tea bags or a two ounce loose leaf bag for yourself using the code spill the tea to receive 20% off at checkout at sunclarellausa.com. Again, use the code spill the tea at checkout to receive 20% off at sunclarellausa.com. We really just spilled the tea the whole episode. We really did. <laughs> We're also brought to you by our incredible friends at Ticketmaster, the official presenting sponsor of the PLL. Ticketmaster has all of your needs when it comes to concerts, sporting events, arts and theater, and more. To check out everything they have to offer, head to Ticketmaster.com or open up the Ticketmaster app. Again, head to Ticketmaster.com or open up the Ticketmaster app. All right, that's our episode. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I'm excited for next week's episode just so we can, like, digest everything. Yeah. Get back to a, yeah, uh, and then we'll be coming upon the expansion draft expansion is on the eleventh. So maybe we should just wait until after the expansion draft and just digest it all at once. Yeah, but there's so much to yeah, digest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could. Yeah, It'd we'll be a long it. episode. <laughs> Before we go, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and please leave us a review. Make sure you follow us at the Inside Feed on Twitter and Instagram, and at Lisa Revan Twenty Nine and at Emma Dams on IG and Twitter. Don't know if you noticed, but I changed my Twitter handle. I'm no longer Lisa A Redmond. I'm Lisa Redmond. Wow. Uh, we'll also put the social handles of all the ladies who participated in today's episode in the description. Um, so if you want to follow them, they'll be right down below in the description. Yes, we have a lot of initiatives coming up for, you know, this month. So just be on the lookout. There's some special projects we're working on. (laughs) 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 All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.